Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. Hi, everybody. This is Neil Schaefer, and welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Today, I am very excited to present to you a special guest, a guest that through the magic of technology is actually calling in from Israel for this interview. His name is Daniel Kushner, and he is the CEO and founder of Octopus. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm very excited, and thank you very much for the invitation. Well, thank you, Daniel. You know, Daniel is going to be one of the amazing speakers that is going to be at the upcoming Social Tools Summit in Boston on May 12th. And I wanted to use this podcast really to begin the conversation that we're going to be continuing on that day. Now, Daniel, I am a user of Octopus myself, and I know that a lot of the people who use Octopus tend to be using it for a a B2B perspective. So why don't we start with sort of the, the difference between, you know, B2B social media and consumer-facing social media? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start because in well, what I found in it experience in running worldwide marketing teams for, for B2B companies is that social media is done very differently and one of the main aspects is what are you measuring? Now, when we look at the what a B2B marketer does, it's mostly around lead generation. That's like the number one objective that a B2B marketer has. And all the... Uh, the KPIs around this lead generation. So when you're going to a trade show, for example, you know how many business cards you collected. Or if you're running a webinar, uh, you know how many registrants and how many attendees. You know, even if you're doing online activities like Google AdWords, so there are systems in place that you can see how much you're spending and how many clicks and how many leads you're generating from these ads. But when it comes to social, what we see is that, that most of the metrics around social are very different. It's more around the consumer metrics, how many likes, how many followers, how many retweets, how many comments. And if you can't correlate those metrics to the number of leads that you're generating from, from social, uh, for the B2B market, it's not really worth that much. So I think the, the, the main difference in, in, in B2B and B2C is, is what we're measuring as the effectiveness of our social media activities. You know, it's a great point because I think everybody in, in social media marketing is looking for ROI, and obviously the ROI comes from the measurement. So I guess what you're saying is that B2B marketers have always been doing this, and, and therefore, if they're going to engage in social, they need to be able to, to measure, right? So what are the different things that, uh, I mean, you mentioned some of them, but if you had to throw out you know, the top five things that B2B social media marketers should be measuring, and in fact, their, their tool or their dashboard should be helping them measure, what, what would those few things be? So the, the, the top five, you know, one is definitely the leads, the number of leads I'm, I'm generating. In every company, the lead is something which is it's, it's different. In every, it's, a, it's, a, it's the same name, but every company has a different meaning of that name. Right. Uh, the most basic is, is somebody leaving you know, their information in the system, uh, at minimal the email. Uh, and that becomes a lead. Uh, the second is the quality of the lead, because if we have a thousand leads, what does that mean? If these thousand leads are all from, let's say, the UK, but my market is in is in the US, uh, so it's the the quality of the lead after they go through qualification. And then you know every company they have different names. If it's marketing qualified lead, sales qualified lead, 
etc. Uh, we need to need, uh, need to know the lead attribution. Okay, where do we get this lead from? And I think one of this uh, metric is one of the hardest uh, today for marketers to measure because it's a very vague question. You know, where are my leads coming from? Mm. So I try to give you an example just to show the complexity of the question. So let's say we're running a webinar. So I have a webinar landing page. And somebody registered to that webinar. So is that webinar the, the, the source or the content that, that got my lead? Uh, maybe. How do they hear about the webinar? If they heard the, about the webinar from a tweet, maybe the tweet is the lead attribution. If they heard about the webinar from a blog post, maybe the blog post is an attribution. So it's very hard for the marketer to exactly understand where the leads are coming from, although it's one of the most critical things that we need to measure especially because it's not all linear. It's not all a single point of contact. You might tweet about a blog post, and on the blog post you mention the webinar. So it went from tweet to blog to webinar, which one do I give credit for bringing in a specific lead? So although it's a very hard thing to measure, it's something which is extremely important. And what we're finding is that the most advanced uh, or the more advanced marketers, they're, they're using marketing automation tools like Acton or Marketo or Eloqua, so to try to understand the, the lead journey and the lead cycle and how to attribute these content sources and the channels towards the, towards the leads. Well, that was going to be another question I was going to ask you. So we're, we're finding along the, you know, the customer journey that we have these multiple touch points. And you know, some of them may even be offline, right? And, and that's the problem with attribution. So what you're saying is that right now the tools that are really focusing on providing more in-depth analysis as to where that journey is taking place – are still at the marketing automation level. You, you don't see this functionality in a specific social media tool per se right now, correct? So I think we're, we're, if you're looking at the marketing funnel, social media is used in two places. One, it's, uh, it's used for traffic generation, so it's at the very top of the funnel. Mm -hmm. We might say that the first touch point. And it's also used in the middle of the funnel to engage with uh, prospects and, and, to, and, and you know, even customers to push them through the funnel itself. So, and because social doesn't live in a silo, but as we said, we have trade shows and webinars and blogs and other uh, content sources and other marketing channels, you know, the, the actual social media tools is not the, I want to say it's not the correct place to be your, your lead source information because not all leads are coming from social. But what we find that it's the, the social media is definitely an input to other marketing platforms where it should share the data with the marketers of the world, with the actions of the world, to, to, to help get a bigger picture of, of uh, the lead journey itself. So I guess this, this really leads into, you know, I know that your platform uh, is, is very strong at integrating with other platforms like those that you just, you just mentioned, right? And I, and I guess that's one of the critical things about measurement is one tool alone and social media can't do it alone and you need to have those integration points. So tell, you know, the listeners about the different integrations that Octopus currently supports. Yeah, with Octopus, the integrations that we have with marketing automation is basically what we enable to do is every single time there's a social interaction, if it's somebody clicks on one of your social links or somebody fills out a form on your website and they came from social media, we have that information. We know exactly what message they're clicking on, who wrote the message, what social campaign it belongs to, and we feed that information into marketing automation. Now, the premise of this data is that Within marketing automation, the more data that you have around a lead, the better you can nurture those leads and the better you can score those leads. So let, let me give you like a couple of examples what I, what I mean about nurturing and scoring. 
So let's say, for example, that I have inside my Octopost different campaigns, and each campaign has social content. If it's a tweet or Facebook update or a LinkedIn update, it, each campaign has a different social content around a certain topic. So one campaign talks about ROI. Another campaign will talk about, let's say, security. Now, when my audience is clicking on those social links, because this link went through Octopost, we know the exact campaign and the tweet came from, or the exact campaign the LinkedIn page update came from. And this information is now fed into, into let's say, for example, Marketo. So Marketo, your marketing automation platform, is now aware because of a social click of the interest of that person. Just because that person clicked on a tweet that was in my ROI campaign, I can now assume that that person is interested in ROI. So when I come and program my marketing automation platform, let's say, for example, to send the monthly newsletter, I can then do a diversion and say, okay, if this lead showed interest in ROI because they clicked on my ROI tweets, my newsletter is going to be ROI tailored. If this person is interested in security, I'm going to tailor my monthly newsletter around security. So now we're providing better context to our, to our readers based on their interest that we learned from their social media activity. So in the end, we're, we're closing the loop between what's happening on social and what we can do with this information and data inside the marketing automation platforms. So it sounds like, I mean, from the way you described that Octopus is really extending the functionality of those marketing automation platforms, which weren't built for social into the realm of social, right? I, I guess on the other hand, I'm curious as to maybe smaller businesses that never invested in marketing automation. And once they start seeing the ROI from using your platform, they want to go the other way and then add that marketing automation. Have you seen both of those types of customers in your experience? Yeah, definitely. So from the, other, from the smaller businesses that, that we sell to, they can use what we call our lead capture technology. So whatever web form they have on their website, if it's, if it's a static web form, if it's uh, something that they wrote in PHP or put out a WordPress, whatever, we can still capture that information. If the person who filled out that, that, that form, they left their email and their name and the company, if that person came from social, we can show the connection. And we show that data inside of Octopost instead of inside the, the marketing automation platform. And just to kind of express the, the, the strength of that connection, we can even follow cases where, let's say you tweet about an article that was in Wall Street Journal that mentioned your company name. So somebody comes along, they click on that tweet, they get to Wall Street Journal, they read the article, and they see the company name or the product name, and they do a Google search, they get to your website, and they fill out a contact us form, that, that feeds that information into your MailChimp. Because that person originated from the tweet, we can still do the connection. So as a marketer, you can now see which social content is now not only generating traffic to third-party websites like Wall Street Journal in this case, but also ending up as, uh, as good lead generators uh, on, on your website. So clearly those, especially in B2B industries that are still questioning the ROI of social, obviously haven't been using Octopost. So that's the first step. I'm also curious, you know, and I do believe that, you know, even tools that are meant for B2B brands can be used for consumer facing brands. I'm wondering if, if you've had customers and, and even B2Bs, you know, or, or even consumer facing brands have B2B aspects as well, right? Do you have any, you know, case studies or, or experience working with consumer facing brands and how they've used your tool to achieve, you know, similar results in that different type of industry? 
Yeah, so because we, we market to, to the B2B uh, area, the very vast majority of our customers are, are B2B. Uh, we do have large enterprises that have both B2C and B2B divisions. Right. Uh, companies like uh, Panasonic, for example. Mm-hmm. But still, the, 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 the major use case is, is, is using, because of the way that we track social data, I mean, more about the, the, the leads and integrations with marketing automation platforms, we tend to attract the, the, the B2B type companies more than B2C. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you know, we're near the end of our podcast. And is there anything else you want to share about, you know, your vision for your product or, or the direction that you see the market going over the next six to 12 months that our listeners should be aware of? Yeah. You know, well, one of the things that we've seen in the market, and this has been happening for many, many years, also since social has uh, existed in the, in the B2B area, it's all around advocacy. It's the dream of every company, uh, especially the larger ones, to have their employees start sharing the social data. So if I, I don't know, manufacture hard drives and we have this new amazing technology to get you know, a gazillion jigger in one hard drive, maybe I want the employees to share that, that information on social. But we, we haven't seen it take off. We don't see many B2B companies uh, have large and successful advocacy programs. And then we studied the market a bit, and what we found is that there are only a handful of companies that have dedicated products and, and software technologies to support these employee advocacy programs. And one of the major issues after speaking with our customers is that they don't want to have a second product where they have to cr- create and enter content for their employees to share. And then what occurred to us is that, hey, we have the B2B marketers creating social content within Octopost. Why not use the same content and create a different platform that will basically distribute this already generated content to the employees and allow the employees to share the content onto their social profiles? So we're coming out now with a new product called the Employee Advocacy Board, mm. which uh, allows to do the, this exact thing. It employees to share content that's been created and approved by the corporate marketing and the nice thing, or the added bonus, is because everything is now funneled through the Octopus platform, if your employees are sharing content and that content is getting clicks and leads, we'll have all this information. So now your Salesforce, your Marketer, your Acton, and Octopus can show you the value of the employee advocacy program, not only how many shares they're doing and the outreach, but if you're generating leads and real business uh, from that activity. Daniel, when do you plan to release that product? So the product uh, has been released. It's version one. We're releasing a new version in the middle of April, right. uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a week or two, or just be before the summit. Um, we have some very interesting case studies. And of course, because it's a product that just started out, we have a very uh, uh, enriched and uh, interesting roadmap that will be moving forward that will include gamification and very uh, exciting things that we can add to the uh, the social board. That's great, Daniel. And, you know, well, for some of you, you may have heard it first here on the Maximize Your Social podcast, but it's really these conversations and getting to know more about the vision of each platform that I think is the value that that I want to bring, not only with this podcast, but obviously with the Social Tools Summit. So you have, as Daniel said, there are standalone advocacy platforms and then you have a solution like an octopus, which was built very well to do something that now is adding 
that advocacy functionality into it. And with it comes all the other benefits that the platform originally provided, such as those integrations, you know, being able to, to do the granular measurement and what have you. So there's many, many different approaches to the same problem, right? And, you know, before investing in a tool, you really should be looking around at, at what's out there. And I'm really glad for those of you listening, hopefully you got a little bit of a competitive advantage by understanding more about Octopus and the direction. And the good news is if you've been already using them, um, you know, adding that advocacy component is, is I'm assuming, going to be very easy and, and integrated throughout your dashboard. Correct, Daniel? Yeah, that's exactly correct. Great. Well, this concludes it. Any other one final last last statement, Daniel, before we sign off? One, again, thank you very much for, for having me. We're, looking, we're very excited to be attending the social summit in May. Uh, you know, we're flying our team over from Israel. Great. You know, if anybody of your audience would like to meet us personally there, you know, we would love to set up meetings. And just one last tip for the advocacy, because, you know, I think there's a, there's a big difference between technology and, and the program itself. Indeed. Uh, we, we definitely very strongly recommend that even if you're using a platform like Octopus to run your advocacy, that you find somebody who can help you run the program if it's not something that you have the knowledge and expertise in-house. Because doing it right, because you know, when you're testing tools, and you know, marketers, they, they, they like testing new technology and testing things out. And if things fail, that's okay in marketing. But when we're, when we're taking our technology and our, and our new ways of doing things and expanding this across different employees, they might be less tolerant to things going wrong and things not working smoothly. So creating a very vigorous and thought-out program is not less important than just picking the right technology. Well said, Daniel. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person at the Social Tools Summit. And I encourage those of you listening that plan on attending the Social Tools Summit, reach out to Octopus, reach out to Daniel, schedule some time together. You know, the presentations and the speed dating where you get to see the demonstrations, the platforms are all going to be great. But it's also making those one-to-one connections that I think is really going to help your business. So this ends another episode of Maximize Your Social. Wherever you are in the world, make it a great social day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at MaximizeYourSocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence, at socialmediacoe.com, as well as Neil's first social media event, the Social Tool Summit, which will be in Boston on May 12th and in the Bay Area this fall. Thanks again, and make it a social day.